Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Podcast, a podcast where we speak to industry professionals to get tips from them and also insights on their journey so that we can be confident enough to go to the next level ourselves. Oh. Now, this is, of course, brought to you by Gush Cloud and the National Youth Council and is part of the Now 2021 Initiative. Now... We're back to the podcast. Hello, Fauzi. Thank Hi. you for joining us. Uh, yeah, I feel very like honored that you called me an industry professional. Are you not? I still think I'm just someone playing a fool uh, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I would say that you are a pioneer. Okay. okay. One of the pioneers of the internet space here in Singapore. So I'm really, really excited to, to talk to you today and, and get to know you a little bit better. Okay, I know you so well. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know a lot about my life. eh? No, but... Aside from friendship, I think maybe mm. we can explore and deep dive a little bit more about into your professional career, you know, because I think I, I would like to find out a little bit more about like that journey okay. um, and per certain perspectives that maybe I wouldn't have had, you know, to ask before. So yeah, this is of course actually the final episode this season. Allah, I'm the finale. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we really said end it with a bang. <laughs> Yes, that's yeah, that. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> yes, okay. All right, so maybe to get everyone on the same page, um, can you maybe introduce yourself a little mm. bit, like what you do and um, describe your job to everybody. Right, listening. right. Okay, so I'm Fauzi, if you don't already know. Uh, most people would know me from the Smart Local and that's primarily what I do. La. I started out actually as an editorial intern okay. with the company way back uh, in 2014. I was writing articles... Basically, that was my plan. I wanted to pursue a career in the media industry with no intention of doing much more than behind the scenes. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, when I first started out, I guess I would say I, very I was very lucky in terms of timing. That was when kind of the company was starting out. They wanted to, you know, then uh, launch their YouTube channel. And it was kind of where I found myself in a way. I did a little bit of editorial. And then when they launched the YouTube channel, they like threw me on camera. And I guess the rest is history. So I've, I've, I've grown from strength to strength. So I've done like editorial. Uh, I then started with managing the YouTube channel uh, for TSL. Um, but now I am currently working on more social media marketing. So mm -hmm. I manage our company's um, Instagram, TikTok, as well as a Telegram network. Um, alongside just hosting and, you know, I guess being an influencer. Influencer! <laughs> yeah, in I don't know what inverted commas lah. Okay, got yeah. it, got it. There's actually so much to unpack and so much to ask mm, you. Mm. Uh, but let me ask you first, okay? Like, when you said that you have always wanted to work in the media industry. Mm. So, can I ask maybe what did you study in school? Right. So when I studied, well, in university, I studied theater, actually. Okay. So then my, my intention was initially to pursue a career in theater. Mainly behind the scenes, do like production stuff. Um, never really thought I would go into the digital, digital media sphere. It was not something in my mind. Uh, but after I graduated, of course, reality kind of sank. And I kind of needed to find, I guess, a more practical career okay. in that sense. Okay. So I did decide to do an internship to kind of see if I would like writing. And I've, I've done a little bit of writing here and there back in university uh, for like online, online platforms in school and stuff like that. But I never did see it as a career. So I decided to join an internship. And when I did, I said, actually, I quite liked it. I think, and again, like I say, it's very lucky because also that time, the video part of the company was starting out. 
Yeah. And I see myself as someone who's always willing to try something new or always trying to learn something and push myself into a new direction. And that's literally what I've been doing like my entire career. I've been trying something new, pursuing something and it keeps me excited about going to work. And that's what I've been doing and something I'm still doing today. Lah. Nice. Mm. So, I mean, obviously today when I say the smart local, we, yeah. we, we have this mentality or this like mindset or perspective that like TSL is this like huge company, a lot of employees. We've, we've seen the office tour videos. We, mm. we know it's a huge space. Um, but back then when you first joined, like what was the company like? And what, yeah, maybe I'll answer that first. Like what was the company like? Tiny. Oh my goodness. Um, when I first joined, we were in a little um, shop house space. It was a little bit of a loft unit. Kind of one office space. There was probably maybe 20, 20 people around in the office at that point in time. We didn't really have a proper studio. It was kind of like upstairs in the loft. It wasn't very big. It was kind of a makeshift studio. Everybody used the same studio. And it was a very small company la, and everybody had to kind of like contribute in a way. So even if for me, I was technically an editorial intern, I also did, you know, try out to help wherever I can. Yeah. Um, whether it's behind the scenes, helping produce some videos or helping, you know, write the scripts for certain things. So it's kind of like a little tight-knit family in that sense. And yeah, it was it was fun like and it was good space for me to like really learn and I, I really appreciated that because that's where I started, I would say. Yeah. What 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 was the industry like at the time? Oh, good question. Different. So back then, right, blogs were all the rage, man. Yeah. Uh, blogs were all the rage. And there were like, you know, like individuals running blogs, whether it's for food, and there wasn't really like a TSL in that sense, mm. right? And then that is the reason why TSL first started out because my boss wanted to create a platform where it was written by Singaporeans for Singaporeans because he felt like things like TripAdvisor, right? People who are writing about Singapore and reviews were all foreigners. Yep. And he really wanted like the Singaporean perspective uh, and that's where TSL started out. Um, it was different. Uh, and back then also the YouTube sphere was also, there wasn't, there weren't uh, many big YouTube names in that sense, like companies-wise. There were like a lot of individual creators and they were all quite, I would say, not so polished like back then. It was, you know, very fun, very day-in-the-life kind of situation, vlogs or silly challenges, comedies and stuff. The, the, the landscape has changed tremendously. There's a lot more people and a lot of people are looking at uh, now polish, a little bit more of polish in, that, in the, the creation of the content. And I think the last time or so, it was not as accessible in that sense. Nowadays, a lot more people have, you know, such amazing phones in their pockets yeah. and they can film themselves doing all sorts of random things and it's going to be like amazing anyway. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask, yes. when... At a point where you said, I'm going to join this company. Mm. You know, at the time, it's still a small company. Yeah. Um, why join a small company when you can choose like maybe a bigger one? Right. The honest truth is I was desperate. Lah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because after I graduated, it took me a while to find a job. And I was doing a lot of odd jobs here and there because it was so hard to find a full-time job once I graduated. There were a lot of internships that I, I, I tried to apply for. A lot of them were unpaid. Unfortunately, mm. which is something I don't believe in. Like, I do think internships should be paid. And it was it was very hard for me to find a job. And that's why I decided, you know what, if I if uh, even if I can't find 
a full-time job. Let me go and try an internship. And it was really by chance. Eh? I thought I tell you right, my my story is really like I I'm just a very lucky person because it was one night when I was scrolling through like YouTube and I saw like one like one of the TSL's original YouTube video. It was uh, basically a, a a video cover of all about that bass by Megan Trainer, which okay. was a song. I mean, <laughs> who even knows that song anymore, right? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, as, we do. As a train night. Wait, what's, what's, a, what's a train of that? A train night? <laughs> Actually, I don't know it. Eh. I don't know. Oh my me god, neither. as a bass bassist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. We'll, yes. we'll make it happen. We'll make it okay, happen. Okay, yes. It was like a parody cover, that song. And okay. I saw that. And um, on the video itself, there was also a link to the website, which I never knew. I never heard of TSL ever, ever before I saw that video. So I really just clicked on the website. Uh, and on the top, there's a banner. I remember this so vividly that it was asking like, if you're interested in applying for a, a job, click here. So I clicked. I basically sent in my half... <laughs> I don't want to say half ass. I can't say half ass, can I? Can, Can I? I say half ass? Well, I basically sent my half ass cover letter and resume to the website's uh, email address. And then I got a reply the next morning asking me to come for an interview. Uh. Now I was like, wow, this must be something interesting because like usually it take a while, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I got the response, I was like, you know what? Try my luck. Uh, I, I told my parents and even my mom was like saying like, Ah, uh, internship, but you know, internship cannot sustain you and whatever. Uh, and they're being a very, my mom was being very typical Asian parent. Yeah. And I said like, you know what? It's fine. Let me just try it out. Let me give myself uh, a timeline. So it was like a six-month internship. I gave myself a timeline that if I don't get a full-time job beyond that in TSL, I would, I would go and find something else. But yeah, I, I sent an email, got the, got the response. I went for the interview, met the bosses. And I got the internship the next week. Wow, yeah. congrats. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I say I'm very lucky. And I'm very lucky. And in fact, many people don't really know the story. But in the middle of my internship already, I did, I did so well. And my boss was very happy. And he said like, he talked to me and said like, if you continue doing this, he would want to offer me a full-time job. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, everything's falling into place for yeah. me, right? Yeah. And... Wow, I guess I've been doing it for seven years. <laughs> Haven't left yet. <laughs> like, okay, was there a point where you were where where you went into? Because obviously, it's a new industry to you, mm. new space. Um, was there ever a point where you were like, okay, I think I think I found my groove. Like this is right. this is it. I feel like that's still today. You know, right. I still feel like there are so many things that I still need to learn. Mind you, when I joined, right, I had very little, I would say, hard skills when it came to the media, right? As much as I know, I know how to write. Mm -hmm. But even how I wrote was maybe not necessarily how, how it fit for TSL, you know what I mean? So I did have to kind of adjust myself. I still had to learn. And even when it came to video production, I had very little knowledge about production in general. Because my my extent of knowledge for production is based on theatre, right? So it's a lot more in-person. Very little to do with camera. Little to do with audio equipment and everything like that. And video editing, I have barely had any any experience with video editing. So throughout the entire journey, right? I, I made it a point to like learn. Learn either by myself. I love YouTube. I love watching YouTube tutorials. Or I learn by watching my peers. So there are a lot of peers in my company who are fantastic at what they do. And then every time I watch them do something or like, for example, when I have to QC a particular 
video, for example. I'll see them like, I'll tell them they edit and I'll see them how they like edit and stuff like that. And that's how I like, little by little, I picked up the information and then I start learning. And then that's when I started practicing and putting it in place. And now I'm like editing videos almost every other week. Right. Trying to like make TikTok videos and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, last episode, we spoke to Aiken from Night Owl Cinematics. Oh, okay. And he, we talked about how people have this perception of like how media industry is so glamorous, right? Mm. So, same question to you. Like, it, what is it like behind the scenes? Like, is it as glamorous? I mean, I really don't answer that. But... It's not glamorous so at all. So, maybe, maybe you can give us the kind of like, a, what is the day-to-day like behind the scenes? I think people have this misconception that because they see us on on camera or they see us on screen, they think that we lead like such a fanciful life where, you know, we come into set, uh, we get people to do our, our makeup, lah, get us dressed and everything. But that's far from the truth, right? Um, most of the times, we are doing everything ourselves. Um, we're not like the, you know, the typical celebrity in that sense, right? We are content creators. Lah. We we are as much involved in the creation of the content. Um, and that's why a lot of people, maybe they don't see that. And it's hard. It's hard to see that because sometimes it's not something that's privy to everyone. Yeah. A lot of people just like see whatever we do on camera. And sometimes they always think this, right? This is one of the funny stories that people always say, uh, tell me. And then they will say like, oh, when they see like a behind the scenes footage of the video of the video on like Instagram, for example, then they think like, oh my God, is this video coming today, coming out today, that kind of thing. Thinking like they like we film immediately and it will just go right, up right, online. Right, right. But that's not the truth. It takes time to edit videos and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people seem to think like it's magic. But mm. it's not. It's a lot of work. Lah. And behind the scenes, like my day-to-day, wow, it's a lot of replying to emails, replying to clients, trying to make schedules happen, fit things into schedules so that you know what to do. A lot of that, actually, a lot of paperwork, in fact. Um, a lot of planning. And then actually, the being on set in itself, right, is a small fraction of what, what it, my entire day entails. Yeah, because most of the time, I'm like at my desk. I don't like, if I'm at home, working at home, right, I'm really literally the most ratchet version of myself, <laughs> right? In like a short, in shorts and t-shirts and like just as comfortable as possible. But yeah, it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not like super tough or anything. It is, it is tough, but it's also fulfilling at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Deity Microphones. The Next Level podcast is made with Deity Microphones. They bring professional gear to content creators, filmmakers, and videographers of all levels alike. With Deity Microphones, you are assured of high-quality materials, immaculate design, and damage-defying durability. Visit Caddy Photo or City Music to get your very own Deity Microphone today. Do you enjoy kind of having to wear so many hats in this new digital landscape? Huh, uh, do I enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. La. I do find it stressful sometimes because okay. there's a lot of pressure for me to perform in every single role that I take mm-hmm. on. But I'm always someone with a more positive mindset. I, I enjoy against pushing myself a little bit more. I, I used to be a bit of a workaholic in that sense. But I've learned, I've become better this, this past couple of years. I have, I have become a little bit better. I've tried to balance out my time a little bit more. La. But there are of course times when, you know, things get overwhelming. When you do have to go, you know, outside to shoot certain things. At the same time, you have to come back and then settle the production side of other things. You know what I mean? So it is tough. 
And I would say like, if you don't have the, so if you don't have the tenacity to survive in this industry, it's going to be a very, very tough journey. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. One of my questions that I th- want to think about is mm. that we are in an industry that is continuing to grow, right? Mm. Like, I mean, you mentioned it's just been like, what, a, a short few years and yet we see how the strategies that or the things that we think about today are so different from just a few years ago, which also means that within the next decade, we're going to see way more changes, way like mm. way more growth. Is this something that you're that that you're concerned about in the sense that on a typical career journey, you kind of know where your 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 career can end in 20, 30 years, right? Uh, and then you retire. Whereas our our industry is kind of like you don't really know what the horizon brings. So is that something that you're concerned about? And and how are you like navigating or dealing with that? Right. Okay, maybe let's like wind it back a little bit. Um, because I think when I first started out, right, I just used the example of social media platforms, mm-hmm. right? When I first started out, right, Facebook was the the main social media platform that everyone was on, right? And then it became Instagram. And when Instagram came about, I've had, you know, you everybody has had to learn how to manage your Instagram profile, how to have an official or, you know, an uh, company Instagram profile. You have to learn all the different tips and tricks and everything like that. And then when TikTok came along, yeah. and this is fairly recent, right? Yeah. In the last year or so. Even for me, at, at in the lovely age of thir- like 32, <laughs> right? I've yeah. had to figure out how to use all these different platforms. And some people might find it troublesome. Some people might find it very challenging. Whereas I find it very exciting because mm. it keeps refreshing my skill set in that sense, right? So every couple of years, I, I find myself like, hey, actually, I'm challenging myself a little bit more. And that's something I really will continue doing even if the industry changes. And I think that's the fun part about the industry though, right? I feel like, let's say if you go into another uh, typical, I would say a more typical corporate industry job, Sometimes your job is kind of like repetitive. Once you kind of get the hang of like one thing, you can continue doing it and you would be all set for life, right? But whereas the the digital media industry is completely different, no two days are the same. And some days you would have to deal with like scammer Instagram profiles <laughs> or whatever like that. Or like even like different news stories or news posts on, on different things. And that's the, the best part of what I do, I feel. Because if I find myself being stuck in kind of like the same routine and the same loop, I would feel very anxious. Yeah. So it's something that I've, truly appreciated about my job. And I knew when I was growing up, I never wanted to have like, like a traditional desk-bound job. So I would say, again, the keyword of the day is lucky. Um, I would say I'm very lucky that I found myself in a job where it keeps me motivated, it keeps me going. Even if I have to learn, I'm a person who appreciates learning so much. Um, and that's why... I guess I'm still doing this till today. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, one last question before we take a break. Sure. Um, do you find it, do you see yourself becoming continuing to become a content creator in time to come? Right. Ooh. Okay. This is where we get real. Um, yeah, I do real believe talk. I do believe that what I do there is an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like there is a point where I will transition into something different. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, I'm already transitioning to do a lot more different hosting things, more hosting like gigs and stuff like that. 
not so much social media fronting. Mm. So more so like talking to people um, and mentorship. That's something I, yeah. I'm very passionate about nowadays. Um, and I guess it's it's about just pivoting. Lah. And I think that's something I've been starting to do. So I will may probably be I will probably still be in the media industry, but whether I'll be as much in front of the camera, probably not as much as I used to. Got it. Yeah. So I will focus a lot more on the behind the scenes. Lah. Now let's talk about content creation and really what what is important in going behind the concept of content creation. Like what what do you need to content create? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like in terms of mindsets <laughs> and skills. Ah, okay, and okay. Attitudes. What wow, is so many things? Okay, um, wow. How do I boil this down to like a, a few things? Um, creativity is the main thing I would say. Mm-hmm. I feel like because our, I would say our industry or even just social media platforms in itself, it's already so inundated with people and people who are creating content. So somehow or other, you have to think about how to set your content apart from other people to get yourself noticed. Lah. So I would say try to be as creative as possible. And if even if you like, I, I like to say this, um, even if you have the craziest ideas, right? If you have a way to execute it, right? Go for it. Because that will be the thing that will, people will notice you for. Yeah. Let's talk about creative, yes. creati- creativity for just a little bit. Like yeah. how do you train that? Because like, Ooh. you know, some people are naturally born with it. Yeah. They have just like the craziest ideas and they want to do like this, the, the most out of this world kind of things. Yeah. Some people are just naturally, they naturally have it. But even if you feel like you don't have the most creative mindset, and I admit I am not the most creative person. Um, my training has not allowed me to be super creative in that sense, right? Okay. Um, I mean, just the education system is quite, you know, rigid in a way. Yeah. Uh, not saying that it's bad. Lah. It's yeah. good for a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> for a certain thing. Lah. For progress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think there is, there is a way for you to kind of start I guess training your mind a little bit to think yeah. in a different manner. Yeah. And one of the key things is to actually consume a lot of content. Yeah, 100%. Right? Consume content regardless of the different platforms that you have. And even if you feel like you can't come up with the most creative individual idea, there's always ways to throw a spin onto an existing thing. And this is something I do because I do I work with TikTok so much nowadays. TikTok trends, right? The, the whole idea is that you propagate the trend by recreating a particular trend. But actually, who is to stop you from like saying like, okay, this is the trend. How do I put my own spin to it? Right? And that's the part where you use your mind and start thinking like, how do I set myself apart from the 10 million other people who are doing the exact same trend? Yeah, it could be a dance trend. And it you could put in, a, you know, you could throw in a, a different twist to it. Like, different kind of costumes, for example, or you you add a partner in the dance trend, or you add a transition or whatever. So all these things, right, it's, 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 it takes a while for you to get there, but you can start using your critical mind a little bit and like when you analyze things, don't watch things for the sake of watching things. Yeah. You gotta watch it with a little bit of a critical mindset. Yeah, I think you actually verbalize how I've been functioning in this mm-hmm. industry because I've always felt that like to be creative, you have to think like a creative. Yep. Um, every time I watch videos, every time I watch movies, whatever, mm. you know, it's, maybe it's kind of like, um, what I would say like, 
what do you call that? The, um, career hazard. You ah know, yes, 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 yes. Whereby yes. you go into a into oh, a yes. content piece and then you watch and you're not just watching the content, you're like thinking about, oh, how did they set up the camera yes. for this? How did they mic this person up? Or where's the microphone? I don't see it anywhere. You know, like what is the lighting in the background? Oh, I see this prop in the back. Like yeah. you, the kind of thing. So only when you start noticing all these different things, then you can start thinking about, hey, when it's my turn to become a creative, yep. and then it's my turn to think about ideas, for example, like here's what. I know mm. other people have done and now mm. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with you on that. I think I attribute this to my training in theatre actually because every detail is so important. Yeah. Right? When you're doing a, a, a show, for example, uh, props or whatever, all these things. And yeah, and even when I'm watching movies nowadays, I'm like looking like for Conti things, la, you know, continuity. <laughs> like why this weird person suddenly this hand up but then the next shot is another hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. All these things, when you are creative, you suddenly start noticing a little bit more and it, it comes to practice it's not yeah. like something you naturally will notice but as you do things you create stuff you will naturally learn all these things uh. but with that said uh, so I, I so don't want to say like you don't have to be too stressed about it sometimes if you're just yeah. starting out right yeah. it's as easy as you just picking up your, your phone or something and just trying it yeah. and then that's the process I feel like if you learn it from practicing yeah. it becomes easier but if you learn from books right it's not necessarily Helpful lah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I really want to talk about as well because mm. I realized that a lot of people want to make sure that their product or their content is like the best thing before they put it out. Right. Right. Um, which is fair, right? Some, yeah. some of us are perfectionists. Some of us yeah. have very high standards that we want to put ourselves to. But then, what I continuously hear from people mm -hmm. is that no matter how good you think your product is, it can always become better. Yes. You know, so it is actually best if you can just do do and put it out. Is that something that you subscribe to as well? I agree. La. I mean, it, it. I can't say like for the company perspective, of course, there's a, a certain polish that is required. Uh, but for personal uh, thing, a personal basis, when I first started out, I, I wasn't really like too particular. You know, it was more so like, hey, I'm going to put it up whatever I want to put up. Um, it was easier that way. And, you know, people will still respond to it if there is something that is, you know, that, that, that catches their attention. And again, like I would say like with the industry today, in fact, with all the platforms that we have nowadays, there's some value to just publishing something. And you will never know when people will respond to it. Yeah. And just if even if there is like a constructive feedback or like some people don't really like, they don't take it too personally. Take it as a learning lesson for you to improve your content. Yeah. I think a lot of the times people fall into this trap where they say like, oh, I want to make sure it's the best uh, that it can be. Then they end up procrastinating yeah. and then they end up never even producing anything. So at the end of the day, right, they're, they're stuck. Whereas if you put up something that, you know, maybe not as perfect as you imagine it to be, but you, you, you're happy with your work, that's kind of like setting your foundation. And with all the response and everything, you can start building upon that and improve yourself. Like not every, I mean, if you just watch like old videos from, even from TSL, in fact, you just watch the old videos and stuff, there is a significant change in terms of the style, in terms of the growth. It's just a natural way lah. Because people will respond to it. People will like give their comments, likes and everything. And that's how you improve yourself. So, 
I watch a lot of like home makeover videos. We love, on, we love. And also those like Netflix shows. Yes. And one of the things that I really like is that they always give themselves like a hard deadline, mm. right? And then whatever. Um, so the, every, every creative has a vision, yep. you know? And then um, sometimes the deadline resources capabilities limit what those visions can become. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, um, they'll just put together something that they're happy enough, even though they might not be like the full vision, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So for you, okay, so for those shows, it's the deadline, yeah. right? And the and the resources and the um limitations of money and whatnot that 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 limits them and then they they produce it within those constraints. Like how do you decide for yourself like what is good enough for for in terms of like what you put out? Most of the time, I work on a tight timeline crunch. Okay. So okay. most of the time, it's time. Okay. Uh, and realistically, yeah, I have to be very realistic. Like, I think I have to be very realistic with myself. Um, sometimes, I work with such a, a small timeline that I, I, I can't harp on something for too long because I do have other things to focus on. Um, because there's so many things on my plate at the same time. So, yeah, sometimes you need to be kinder to yourself in that sense, right? And I know, yes, it's good to put a certain level of standard um, to help you achieve, to help you kind of reach your objective, your goals. Um, But sometimes you got to be a little bit more, I guess, lenient. Uh, um, As long as you feel like, you know what, actually, is this something I can be proud of? I think that is a good gauge, right? some people really have a lot of like, um, how to say, checklists on like whether they can, you know, whether they can publish something. But if it's something that you you feel like genuine about, like you feel like you're very proud of what you, you've done, maybe certain things are not as perfect as it, it could be. But if you're proud of it and you think that the message that you're trying to put out is is strong, then I think that is generally how I kind of operate. Lah. Yeah. Mm. City Music. The Next Level podcast is made with the Zoom Livetrack L8 Digital Mixer for podcasts, live streams, and music from City Music Singapore. City Music is home to well-loved brands like Martin Guitars, Blackstar, Cork, Zoom, and many more. Musicians and podcasters, head on down to the website at citymusic.com.sg and get that new gear to take you to the next level now. I feel like the internet space is a lot more forgiving. Yeah, um, yeah. Com- compared to let's say, okay, let's say for example, you go to mm. a, to a movie, mm. right? And, he, and people are dissecting, for example, cinematography, yeah, cin- yeah, yeah, cinematography, yeah. sound, lighting, yeah, you know, color yeah. grading, whatever, writing. Um, but then I feel like a YouTube video, a TikTok video, mm. people are a lot less. Um, critical yeah. and, and as long as like they feel entertained and they find value in the video um, they, they, they roll with it you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's all about authenticity right I think there is again with social media platforms we're not looking for like polish there are some people who do that very well right maybe that's a skill set but sometimes people are just looking for some authentic people and that's why things like live streams do so well right because no filter you're literally just talking and that's why people are so engaged with that because they get like almost a direct access to talk to someone right um and yeah and some again there is a space for everyone in the digital media sphere right some people are very good at you know providing polish la a well a well curated feed. Some people are just literally 
just doing whatever they feel like doing. And some people love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I've had to learn also as yeah. well, especially because of how the industry is changing and how social media platforms and how people interact with it uh, are changing. Um, it's something that I've had to learn in a sense, like sometimes, right, people just appreciate when you are just yourself, right? Yeah. 100%. Mm. Now, um, let's, go, let's go into the mindset of... Mm. Um, like being a creator and, and creating for people. Yep. Um, let me share with you a little bit of my education background as okay, well. So, sure. so when I went to NTU, I went into art school and I went to comm school. Mm-hmm. And I would think that actually, we learn a lot of similar things in both mm-hmm. schools, right? We are, we are both learning how to use creative mediums to create things um, if, uh, uh, in, in, as output, right? But I would say the fundamental difference is that a lot of what happens in art school tends to dive back inwards about this is me, this is my project, this is me mm. as an artist. Mm. Whereas in comm school, it's always about for the masses. Right? You're talking about like um, communicating to people. Yeah, um, That's where people fail. I mean, uh, whereby a lot of people create content for themselves and then it doesn't take off. Right, and then um, when you create content for the masses and then that takes off and then you kind of like see success um, as a creator. So in your perspective, in your experience, like what do you think works for Singaporeans? As a creator or like for the audience? For like as a creator, uh-huh. like when, when you think about what you want to create, like mm. what have you seen do well in, for, for, for the Singaporean population? Ah. Yeah. Wow, that's a hard question. I, I kind of relate to your background a little bit, right? Because I mean, I'm, I basically am from like, well, theater school. So yeah. it's kind of like arts, right? But also theater is also, the, the, the whole concept of theater is for people to watch, right? Yeah. If you don't have anybody watching, then what's that? What's yeah. the point of it? Yeah. So I kind of lie in between, yeah. right? Of that, those worlds, really right smack in the middle, which is something that I, 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 I have harnessed into, you know, what I do today. Yeah, I would say, right, I will really need to have a nice sweet middle, eh? mm. right? If you don't, if you're creating solely to please others, right? Will you truly get any satisfaction from creating right. that content, right? And at the end of the day, right? You must be happy with what you do. Yeah. Because if you're not happy and you're just really, I, 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 would, I would say like, if you're creating for just the masses, right? You're just producing things without having any, I guess, personal attachment to these kind of things. And that's, that's, that's tough. Because it is no longer how, um, you're, you're in, a, in a sense, just acting, mm. right? And there really isn't, you can like, you know, put on a script, put out, you can say, uh, you can like read a script and you can leave it at the end of the day, yeah. right? Whereas social media doesn't work that way, right? You can't just like create things and then leave it because people will interact with that thing. And as much as people interact with it, you also have to interact back. And that's the nature of the social media sphere. Lah. So kind of you kind of have to find that that sweet middle spot where yeah, you are you're addressing people and then you're also creating something that you're passionate about. Right. What works for Singaporeans though? Oh, am I gonna be shady? <laughs> okay, la. I mean, okay, I, I'm not I'm I'm drinking tea right now. Okay, yeah. not sponsored. Spill, spill it. Uh, no, not sponsored. Uh, uh, Next season, please. Thank you. What? What? Uh, I mean, okay, honestly, right? Singaporeans, and I don't blame them. They, at the end of the day, right? They're looking for things that are entertaining or they're looking for things that are going to, you know, 
get them riled up about something, you know, right? <laughs> they want to be like very involved in it, lah, okay. right? And because otherwise, you know, their day-to-day life, you know, not very exciting, ma, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't relate. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I... Not being shady. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. In a day-to-day, Singaporeans, we live such a... I get it, I get it. A yeah. utopic kind of life, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's almost like you you live a very, you know, routine kind of situation, lah. Yeah. You live in a routine kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes when things are exciting, right, they get yeah. very involved in yeah. it, right? And it does it does help in a sense that, you know, the social media sphere, the internet is very good for them to be like, I'm participating without any like actual consequences on my life. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, so they do like that kind of things. Like they like they like something stimulating okay, <laughs> in okay. a way, right? Yeah. So sometimes it is it is something that you 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 have to skew your 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 mindset a little bit towards lah. Cannot be too self indulgent. Okay. Yeah. Because when you do you're be you're being too self indulgent, thinking like oh, I'm gonna create things only for myself. Usually Singaporeans they don't really like care lah. Yeah. They don't really care about you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to care about about them, you know. what I mean, got yeah, it, got yeah. it. Okay, it's a shady. It's quite la, but it's not. But it's also a very accurate um, reflection of our society, la. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, when we talk about let's say genres, right? Mm. Um, let's, for example, like educational, informative, dra- drama. Um, what sorts of con? <laughs> as an acting drama. Oh not, yeah, not, yes, not, yes, not yes, yes, yes. Oh, drama, not but that kind. drama. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, like what kind of genres, a comedy, you know, like what kind of genres work mostly for Singaporeans mm. that, that you find higher success rate? Wow. Let me, let me tell you why I, I asked this question. Okay, because go for it. Smart Local goes from like guides, mm-hmm. you know, to comedy videos. Right? Very rarely though. Very rarely? Yeah. Still have lah, yeah, I would a bit, say. A bit, a bit. I mean, the, the baguette figure. I that mean, you, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Like what works better mm. or like is there kind of like space for all of them to coexist? Yeah, I, I do believe that there is space for all these things to exist together. The the moral of the story is don't expect your one piece of content to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? It's very difficult. It's super difficult to to ensure that one thing that you do will appeal to everyone. Sometimes people love it. Some people, sometimes people might hate it, but mm-hmm. they might like your other content. Mm-hmm. In terms of like what res- what people respond well to, uh, Singaporeans are very bored individuals. So at least from my experience with working with TSL, right? They love to do random new things, right? So new things are something that lifestyle or new things that they 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 can go to, like go to a new cafe, la, go to like a new place who got new haunted house for example these things <laughs> people love like Singaporeans they really like interactive things so where they can actually experience it for themselves yeah. uh. um, but there's an entire section of uh, Singaporeans who love comedy not TSL unfortunately la. We are, our, our strength is not in comedy it's okay. not something that we, we are actively producing um, but I think a lot of our content uh, revolves around the authentic- authenticity of the people so just ran- regular people doing random things. Ah, and people really respond to that. Because I think in a way, like, they'll be able to relate to these people. right? And I, and I tell this to, as, as, as a mentor, I always tell this to, to like my talents and everything. Um, being relatable is not about trying to be relatable to everyone. That's not ever going to happen. Because yeah. when you be yourself, right, as long as someone out there, like one person is 
like saying like, hey, I really admire you or I, I really relate to your life experience. That's your job done already. Yeah, I think when you try to appeal to the masses, right, you lose a little bit of your, the essence of who you are and what makes you. So yeah, I always say like, you know, just be yourself. If people really respond to that, and that's really the success that you've, you've gained. Got yeah. it. All right. So I've asked all the guests on this couch the same okay. question. Who I um, hate, is it? Yes, Nola. Uh, I know it's me. Huh? No, okay. I will never say that. You're Not to at my least... face. Oh! <laughs> no, okay. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to say you're at least number five in a list of ten. <laughs> just kidding. Good to know. <laughs> just kidding. I will aim to be number one. Oh. Number one, he most hated. Yeah. I mean, I want to be number one everything. But that, that was a joke. But never mind. It has passed. I mean, can lah. We, we move on. I'll just bump the rest of them down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question yeah. is that when you first started out mm-hmm. and you today, like mm-hmm. what are some things that you've learned that you can give advice to your younger Ooh. self who's just entering this industry? Right. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Nobody has ever asked me that. Actually. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's quite a... Typical question to ask. Because, okay, I, 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 is it a bad thing that I am someone who, maybe it's my, 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 me in general, right? I don't like to dwell too much on the past. past yeah. I'm always forward thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking about like how I'm going to like do something better, move, move on and grow. So I don't often think about like, hey, if when, when I was starting out, what would I have told my younger self, for yeah, example? Yeah, yeah. People always ask these kind of questions, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I never think about it because I think okay. like, Whatever's done is done. I, yeah. I, the one thing in life is, right, don't ever regret whatever choices you've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing you can do for like whatever mistakes you, you've done or whatever is to learn from it. Okay. If you regret and you dwell on it, right, you don't progress. Because okay. you, you, get, you get bogged down by what could have been yeah. when you're not, you should be focusing on what you could do for the future. Okay, let me rephrase the okay, question. Yes, yes, so today, today, a young boy, yes. right, just graduated oh, no. and he's, he's saying, I want to join the media industry. Ah. Okay, after seven years, okay. you've learned a lot of things. Yep. What will you tell this boy? Ah, wow. So many things. Practice your apology. No, no, no. (laughs) Everyone's getting cancelled. No, you must, you must, must master the art of... I don't know why I screamed that out loud. That was quite scary. Okay, You must master the art of small text on black uh, background IG stories. (laughs) (laughs) We can't be this shady. We we literally cannot. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Be prepared for a lot of hard work. Okay. And most of the time, right, there will no... like there will be there will not be people who will be there to teach you everything yeah. right you have to put in a lot of effort and a lot of the, a lot of the time right you have to put in the effort yourself in your free time yeah. uh so there's a lot of sacrifices that has to be made uh i think people don't realize people think like oh it's very instantaneous right when they jump in they can do this all these things um the other thing especially if you want to be a content creator the other thing that i i would advise is that <laughs> i want to be shady again <laughs> one is like the number of followers does not make you influential in any way <laughs> yeah all right how many followers you have um shouldn't dictate um or shouldn't change who you are yeah. Right. You should be through true to yourself, be authentic. Um, just because people care about you a little bit more 
Don't be rude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I, I really think so because if you're going to be focusing so much on numbers, it mm. just shows kind of how shallow you are as a person. Correct. Wait, who am I attacking? I really don't know. I don't know. You I calm don't, down. Don't know. Calm okay. down. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. It's yeah. a, that, that, that is one of the things, right? I mean, be nice to the people you work with. Yeah. Uh, don't bite the hand that fed you. Yeah. Please don't do that. Be respectful. We need to have more positive energy in this world. Hundred percent. Right. A lot of people yeah. like always dwell on the negative and stuff. We need a lot more positivity in the digital media sphere. And the only way we can create a more digital a more positive digital media landscape is that we ourselves as users, right, actually put out that positive vibes, put out positive energy. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah, more, more positivity. Thing. One more thing. Yeah, one, okay. One, yes. I got more things. One to say. more. One thing. more thing is right. Please, uh, realize that whatever you put on the internet will forever be there. Okay. That, they will, they will, that hit really hard. <laughs> Why? I'm always you, constantly like cringing at what's coming out. When no lah, yeah. those kinds are fine. But there yeah. are other oh, things right. like, there are other choices that you make, right? Okay. There are things that, you know, all these bad things that you want to put out or whatever, or you're angry about things, you want to rant about these things. Th- these things will forever be there. Right. And I think um, you just need to be very aware of yeah. what you're posting. I think okay. a lot of people just like tend to be quite trigger happy mm-hmm. when it comes to like posting things. <laughs> I mean, if it's in your close friend list, okay lah. <laughs> right? But if you put it in, in the, even if you're a close friend list, like, yeah, what, makes you be think, careful. what makes you think your yeah. friends are your friends? Are they truly close friends <laughs> or are they just snakes in the plane? <laughs> Great movie though. <laughs> no! <laughs> fantastic. I loved it. I do yeah. not recommend. <laughs> I recommend it drunk. <laughs> Can you say that? Oh, I, I recommend it. It's a funny movie night. Yeah. I, I recommend you only watch it on a plane. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you just laugh at the irony of right, it. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Anyway, back to, back <laughs> yes, to the topic. Yes. No, I, when you mentioned yeah. that doing work mm. and doing the hard work is so important. Actually, and learning things by yourself. Mm. That's, that's something I totally agree with. I feel like we come from a system whereby yes. we are so used to having guides. Yes. You're so used to having the next milestone to look forward to, like exams, you know. There's always this like blueprint that you can follow. Yeah, it's called spoon feeding. It's called being baby. Okay. okay oh, whoa. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So so here's the thing, like mm. in this industry, because the industry itself is changing, the industry yeah. itself is growing, yeah. we don't have things to follow. Yeah. You know, you can only look at what other people are doing and say, well, that's what they're doing. I'm going to try to do it my own way. Yeah. And that's a super, super like important mindset to have. It's essentially a survival instinct, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. is really in this industry, right? You have to have that, that hunger and that thirst to survive. Yeah. Right? The moment you lose it, right? The moment you will find yourself feeling not fulfilled with whatever you're doing in this industry. Yeah. Wow. It's, wow. it's, it's tough, man. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. All right. So let's recap what, are, what everything that we've spoken about today. So if there's a young person today listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and saying, I want to be a content creator. I want to join the, this industry. Like, what are the three things that he must take away from this? Okay. Yeah. So I think the first thing that I always tell people is that it's never too early to start. And I get kids coming, coming up to me and say like, hey, I want to be this. How, how, who, how should I start? And I say like, honestly, it's as easy as you, you know, putting yourself out there or starting to learn things by yourself and creating your own like uh, portfolio, for example, right? Whenever you're, you're in this, entering the industry, right, it's so important to have a portfolio. I, I do get 
people who apply to be our interns, to be working with TSL. And always we look for like a portfolio. And if you're, especially if you're looking for a creative job, like being a photographer, a videographer, it's always good to have. The thing is, right, it's never too early to start. It's basically telling you like, if you are very interested and keen to pursue this industry, you will need to put in the effort to start doing these yeah. kind of things. You want to edit videos. Even if you like go on a travel trip, you want to pull, pull together some, you know, clips together to create a, a a nice video montage or something like that. That's a nice way to kind of start practicing your skill set. Because yeah. the industry compared to when I first started it, started out is so much more competitive now. Yeah. Because there's so many more people who are interested in pursuing a, a career in the digital media sphere. So yeah, start early. Uh, even if you're 16 years old and everything, right? What? Just, just go out there and start filming stuff. Uh. Sacrifice a bit of your fun times. Uh. Don't go clubbing all this. I mean, not as you can. Can't go at 16. Yeah, I all. mean like, you know what I mean. Don't go out like go hang out. club. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't go to a cafe and like, just don't do anything. Yeah. If you go to a cafe, you go and film something, for yeah, example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have fun with that and be creative and I think that's, that's a really good uh, way to start. <laughs> Number two, I'll say, uh, be prepared to put in a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. When you enter the industry, it could involve you learning things or learning skills by yourself. It could be it could involve you, you know, hustling a little bit more on the side to to kind of further your 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 career in a way. So yeah, don't think that everything is going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel yes. hot take yes. um, that a lot of younger people today may not understand the importance of hard work. Yes. There is so much value in putting putting yourself out. Of course, like there's talk about like mental health. There's talk, there's talk about like mm. not, not overburning yourself. And yes, you yep. yeah, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't burn yourself out. Mm. Um, but life isn't going to be like isn't everything's gonna not gonna be handed to you on a silver platter. Either. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want it, you work hard for it. I think that's yeah. something that I always subscribe to. Yeah. yeah, I think the current mood or the current vibe of the, the 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 world and the young kids nowadays is this whole idea of instant gratification. It is not something very sustainable, mm. right? Um, because if you just think like, oh, one video I'm going to do is going to be viral and it becomes viral, right? And then you think like, oh, I can just do this again and again and again to recreate the thing. But people will get bored. There yeah. needs to be work put in to help yourself further yourself. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Even even the biggest influencers yeah. who are in LA living up the life, you yeah. know, always looking at their partying all the time. No, behind the scenes, yep. hard work. You know, the one hour you see them partying, the other ten hours they're at home editing, filming, scripting, whatever. So like, yeah, there's always hard work. Okay, third point. Third point. No, I don't know already. Okay, I think that's... Let me think, let me think. Third point. Uh, uh, let me think. Let me try to summarize my thoughts. Um, okay, yeah. Be humble. Okay. Continue being humble. I think, again, no matter how successful you are, uh, please, please, please rem- remember that humility is a very important trait to have. I think the moment you, you see yourself as better than other people, I think that is when you start becoming someone that you probably don't want to become. Yeah. And it's something that I hold very dearly to myself. It's like, no matter how successful I am, no matter the amount of jobs I get, I still want to be humble and I still want to give back. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is, life is a cycle, right? If you are selfish and if you think you're, you're better than everyone, right? You're essentially 
cutting off that cycle, that circle. So I think give back if you can, help other people around you. Yeah, because this will be so, this will be so much better if everybody else is just willing to help each other, lah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Something that I always um, hold close to me mm. is that because in this industry, I've worked with literally superstars. You know, wow. People, like people who you want a name drop, or not? Cannot lie. I think <laughs> I say, I say. No, but here's the thing. It's yeah. like um, when I first heard that I was going to be working alongside these kind of people, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like, you know, like what do I do? What do right, I do? Right. And then my colleague manager at the time was just like, they're just human beings. Yes. Like they're just human beings doing a job. Right. Like, just as you are doing a job, mm. they are there to do a job too. Correct. Correct. So no one's bigger than anyone. No one's mm, more mm, important mm. than anyone. Correct. Like. Like don't forget that we're all here to do something together. That's correct. So so that is that has always been kind of like the mentality that I've been working with and around and now holding close to how I do work as well. So yeah, yeah. that's something that I want to add on to what I, you said. I love that. I completely love that. Yeah, people don't realize this lah. It's always like people, you know, realize the thing like, oh, you see all these people, they're just like, you know, like celebrities and everything. They're really regular people with regular struggles. Yeah. Um, it's nice that, you know, you can just look at them through a lens of like, hey, yeah, they're like normal people. They they ha- may have their off days. You know yeah. what I mean? They may they have good days, maybe bad days. And we just need to treat them with respect, you know, and also treat ourselves with respect. 100%. Mm. All right. Very, very nicely said. Thank yes. you so much, Fauzi, for joining us. Wow. It just flew by. Time just flew by so quickly. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. For me, I mean, it did, it, it did. It feels a bit surreal that actually this is the last episode this season. Oh my. Like, I was just thinking, like, oh, like we just started uh, filming this season with Simin. Um, oh, I love her, she's by so the way. Cool. Yeah. I love her. She's one of my close friends from this industry that I've met. One of my closest She's great and creative, hardworking. Lo- love her. Episode one, by, uh, no, wait, no, episode seven on, on the podcast. Go listen to it on Spotify. Okay. Now, Fauzi, yes. um, where can people find you on social media if they want to find you? They can find me on Instagram or on TikTok at my name is Fauzi. It's literally that. It's very easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can find me on TSL's official accounts, uh, the Smart Local SG on everywhere. Lah. Very, like very Instagram, nice. YouTube, not TikTok also have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always there. I'm everywhere actually. Yes, that's great. Yeah, it's good. Okay, and if you guys want to follow the Now Academy on Instagram, it's at Now Academy SG. All right, so um, thank you guys so much for sitting with us throughout this entire journey, season two. Hopefully, we will have a season three in okay. time to come. Let's yes, hope. Yes. Um, but yeah, I hope that you found all the conversations, all the topics, all the tips helpful, and that I hope that. Everything that you've learned will bring you to the next level. See you guys. Bye. Bye.